With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. This is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Thanks for tuning in to another members episode. Before we get into the heater, I just want to remind everybody that we do have those Merkle Media films available at Merkle.media. Expedition Dogman, The Shape of Shadows, and we are getting very close to the third installment, the third launch of our new documentary coming out here soon. More details to come, but if you want to see the old stuff, go ahead, check it out at Merkle.media. Now, today we have Mike coming on the show, and Mike is going to detail his 27 years of experience dealing with out-of-body experiences, astral projections, and eventually encountering this idea of portals and peering in, glimpsing into the gateways that are known as portals. He comes to share his experiences, his perspectives, and it was an interesting conversation. So let's get to Mike right now. All right, today we got Mike Martin on the show. Mike, how are you, sir? 
Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. So uh, you reached out to us a little while ago and uh, in the email, the subject line, it's like, if you want to grab me, put this in the subject line, portals and ultimate alternate realities. I was like, you had me at portals, you know? So uh, I, I was... Uh, when my wife, you know, she's the one that really does a lot of the emails and some of the other people. Um, but uh, when this came through and stuff, I was like, oh, this this is going to be good. So um, I was looking through your email and you have, uh, you said 27 years. Now, uh, 27 years of experiences, hundreds of experiences. What I want to do is uh, I have you lay out how all this kind of started for you, if you even know how exactly it started happening for you. Um, and then walk us in through some of these experiences that you that you've uh, had with these portals and other realities. Um, but before we we get into that, uh, you do have a book called My Dark Explorations that you published. That, I, from what I understand, um, it it it's not an. It, and maybe I'm wrong, but when I was reading about the book, it, it seemed like it was not an in depth step by step of every hundred. Ex, uh, hundreds of experiences. Yeah. It's more of a right. thousand foot overview. Is that right? Correct. Gotcha. Correct. I just pretty much laid out how it started and then went through and gave a few examples of each. And then that way people have a little taste of it. And then I was going to expand on it in another book. That's what I was just going to say. It sounds like you're setting yourself up for another book, uh, which right. is always encouraged, uh, especially when we're talking about portals. So uh, right. my dark explorations, where can people find it? Uh, Amazon. Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll Kindle. we will put a link to the Amazon uh, link, and that will be in the description of this episode. So when people listen, they can go check it out and get their hands on it. So, Mike, I'm going to hand it over to you, man. Uh, you have these experiences. Uh, start us off with how did it all start for you? You know, were you somebody that always looked into this stuff, or did you just you know, I don't know make a wrong turn down a wrong road one day and slip into a portal? I, I don't know. So, how did this all start for you, man? Well, I'll go back a little bit. When I was a kid, I was having these experiences. They weren't portal experiences. And this was back in the 70s where people really didn't speak a lot about what was going on, at least not in my family or or our circle of friends. Um, What I uh, finally uh, discovered is I was having out-of-body experiences as a child, but I just didn't know what they were. And so when I became, I don't know, maybe around 1988, I was older, and I saw a Time Life book series. It's Mysteries of the Unknown. So I ordered the book series. And one of the uh, uh, one of the things that they explained in there was out-of-body experiences. And they introduced me to a book called Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe. And I'm like, wow, that seems exciting. I forgot about my childhood experiences because I just, you know, I kind of put those to the side. So I went through the process of trying to have an out-of-body experience, a controlled one. And it took me about a year utilizing the process that Robert Monroe had uh, described. So um, I had my first one. It was great. You know, it was like, I finally succeeded after almost a year. And then I continued on with that process. And so what they, what they explain is you utilize a lucid dream. So if you become conscious within your dream, there's certain triggers you can utilize. You become conscious in a dream. And at that point you tell yourself you want to have an out-of-body experience and then you're, you know, into the astral. That's, that's the gateway that we use. That's the gateway that I use. That's the gateway that he used. So what happened is I kept trying. And a couple months later, I was doing the same process, became uh, lucid within a dream. 
And then suddenly I'm laying there in bed, fully conscious with my eyes closed. And there's a portal. Now I called it a viewing because I didn't know what it was when I first saw it. It's an oval shaped um, aerial viewing of a city that was next to the water, but the buildings weren't anything like you would see in on earth. They were weird shaped, weird form. And around it, there was a, uh, a log- almost like a logo or a description of what that was, almost like a bracket. And it was in a, I didn't understand the symbols. I had never seen them before. They almost looked like a Hawaiian or a tropical type of a symbol, you know, maybe several hundred years ago. And I didn't understand anything. I just was watching it and it was a live view because you could see the water moving and it was, and it lasted about 30 seconds. And I just laid there. And since I had been spending years before that uh, documenting my dreams, I wrote it down and I just called it a viewing. I didn't know what else it was. Never happened before. Well, then every time I became conscious or lucid within a dream, I would be into the portal. And instead of the portals being around a shape that was in the darkness, you know, when you close your eyes, there's a darkness. Well, the portal was a shape that was within that. So then eventually the portals became my fuel, my full view. And I can compare this to the astral because one of the ways that you know you're having an astral projection experience is your peripheral vision is about 10 times more than what you see with your normal visual sight. Well, that's the same thing I was seeing with the portals, but I wasn't in the astral. I'm fully conscious. I'm lying in bed with my eyes closed. I could move my arms. I could move my legs. I could even stand up. But if I open my eyes, the connection is severed. And what I discovered over the years is these connections would last maybe anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds. And if I had more of them in a shorter period of time, they would become shorter and the uh, and the quality of the visual would become less. So, for instance, if I hadn't had one in two weeks and I and it would last 30 seconds and the clarity would be what I would say 4K. And if I had one the very next night, it might last 15 seconds and the clarity would be maybe 480. So I realized that it was consuming some type of energy with the connection from me. But I wasn't initiating the connection. I didn't know how that connection was originally initiated. So after many years of just studying it, writing everything down and and thinking about it, I was coming to a conclusion that there was a third party that had initiated, that was initiating these portals and allowing them to occur. I was going, I was looking at other uh, locations like desert landscape. Uh, One time I actually entered a portal. I didn't try to. I entered it. I was going over uh, a grassy knoll with trees all around, uh, clear blue sky. And I went over a trail. I saw a footprint in the trail. And within maybe about five seconds of that, everything started to pixelate. And then I knew it was becoming to an end. There was the energy level wasn't able to support it. And I was back in bed, laying there and, you know, opened my eyes. But I'm always fully conscious. I'm never... In, in a dream or anything, I'm pulled out of the dream. I'm laying in bed, fully conscious and aware of what's going on, and I'm seeing these. So eventually, about maybe about 10 or 11 years ago, because I was trying to find a different way to do it, because it's it's more difficult to try to make them occur at night or to, or to just 
haphazardly wait for them, I decided there's got to be another way. So I was in a uh, commute of about an hour to two hours every day to work and then back. So I had all this time sitting in the vehicle and I would daydream a lot. And at that point, I started realizing within that daydream period, when you start to kind of really go into it, there was something there. So it took me almost a year to figure out how to access that. And at that point, I started accessing that, uh, and I would call it a, a, a brain level, like there's beta, alpha, theta, those different types of brain levels. I was able to access one of those levels, and then I would see people on the other side. And what was happening is they were speaking to me from the time that I entered that state until the time that I exited. And what happens is you enter the state, you there's communication going on, you're absorbing it. But then when you cross the veil, it's, it's almost like taking a hard drive across the magnetic field. It erased everything. So I would forget everything except for I, I knew something was going on. But I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I, I couldn't keep that information. I, I kept losing it. So after I tried and tried, I finally got to the point where I was able to bring back that information. And what I was told is these connections were also portal connections. And a portal is nothing but a tube from one location to another. So if you took a clear tube and connected from myself to another reality, that would be the communication right there. It's through that tube. They said that's the simple way that it, that to understand it, and so uh, I kept do I kept doing it, and I would get information that wasn't really useful, didn't really make much sense, and then I got to uh, I landed at one location, and there's a guy standing at the other end of a cave, like a, 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 a like a dark cave, but there's enough light on each end that we could see, and he told me he says what you see on our end we see on your end. So when I'm looking at something, they can see me on the other end, which made sense because the nighttime portal experiences I was having, a couple times I would end up in a room and there was somebody in a room and they were always in some kind of a dark cloaked, uh, like a monk's robe with a hood on it. But they always had the hood pulled over to where I couldn't see their face it was just dark behind there. So I would see them and then they would move out of my view telling me that they obviously knew I was there, whether they could see me or not. I had no clue until I was told that was the case. So over the years, since I've been doing this, there's, there's two experience. There's two types of experiences I have. I have the nightly ones where I'm in a dream and I'm pulled out of a dream and I'm conscious of it. And then the portals will appear. I'm able to view them. And usually it's just viewing only. Then there's what I call the glimpses, what I found through the daydream state. And what, after testing it, I, I discovered that these are both on the same brain wave. I could, I can access them both through utilizing the same consciousness. So what I'll do is I, um, I've been doing it long enough so that I can enter that, that state. I don't know which state it is. It could be theta. I'm able to enter that state. And then at that point, once I've entered that state, then I can, I can initiate a portal. I don't know where it goes. I don't know where it goes until I get there. And it's not a sense of travel. It's a sense of just connection. It's like picking up the phone or it's a video phone so that I can see what's going on at the other end. 
and I'm face-to-face with whoever it is, or I'm in in an environment. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today.